0: Welcome everybody to back to the Reflex Blue Show from the How Design Conference live here in Chicago. We're in, we're in the fabulous the Hyatt.
1: It's gorgeous down here. You've yeah. got the palm trees over there, and I couldn't really see live pigs running through here. So I think it's you know the broad shoulder city here in Chicago. Well, they're for
0: the roast later, I think. Ah. That's cool. You know, this is cool. I think I think we're going to the roast instead of your talk, sorry. Uh, you up. know what?
1: I would I would too. As a matter of fact I may not even show up for my talk.
0: Are you doing are you doing the logo the logo trends talk again?
1: I am. <laughs> you know, it's become this kind of signature thing. Um, occasionally, I get somebody wants to talk to me about the uh, work that Gardner Design does, but, uh, we, what, you know... What's that? What's Gardner Design? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, you, for, you have a For job. those that know, Logo Lounge is kind of like the sidekick kid that has become so popular, but uh, Gardner Design's been around for 30 years and uh, we just do an immense amount of branding.
0: And Logo Lounge has been around a while
1: now. It's, it's been around since 2001. Yeah. So, you know, we launched it just right after so uh, open, 9-11. So, oh, so that's over yeah. – I mean,
0: it's over 15 years.
1: Yeah. Go figure. Your math's good.
0: Yeah. Well, what? so this this How Conference is a little bit earlier than the last one. Yeah. So you had to get your trend report up earlier. I did. If they keep moving, you're going to be back on the February, okay.
1: February <laughs> trend report. God, you've got an excellent memory, does Yeah, it <laughs> – So when we started doing this thing, it came out in February, and 15 years ago, uh, Graphic Design USA asked us if we wouldn't uh, put together a little story for them, and it turned into this trend report that, you know, 15 years later. this year was such an amazing anomaly because uh, now we're not only doing it for Graphic Design USA, but we're doing the How conference and uh, starting last year, we started doing them for Lynda.com, which is now LinkedIn Learning. Right. So when I realized what happened, we had our call for entry, which was the end of February for Logo Lounge. I took a two week period and wrote the Lynda course, went out and filmed that took a two-week break and wrote the Graphic Design USA and got that off and then immediately turned around to write this. So I haven't pulled my head out of the logo's ass for three months.
0: Oh, geez. But, 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 but you can see daylight now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> going to start the show off. We... we Rather than me figuring out what we're going to talk about, mm. I just had the last two guests. I said, "We're going to have Bill Gardner. On let's let's ask questions." And now, Sweet. Now Nikita had something like, "How do you do such great work?" I don't know. I wouldn't even accept the question because I'm like, that's, "That's that's too easy." Like, let's not do that. So he wants. So the the question I did get from him finally was, "Yeah, what is the best and worst submissions you've ever gotten?" I assume on Logo Lounge. Yeah. He said, "No, no, you can leave out names." Yeah. He just wants. He just wants you know, just descriptions.
1: Okay, so I, I, (laughs) and it's good we're leaving off names because I'm not sure that I actually have the names, but this year we actually had a challenge within our office as we uh, were preparing the logos for the judges to take a look at. We were looking for the very worst logos that we could find. Just, you know, it was kind of one of those, you know, and if you happen to find, so there was a lot of stuff going back and forth. I think there was... um, one that was and there, uh, and there has i mean technically yeah. there has
0: to be a best or has to be a worst it doesn't well, even mean
1: oh, bad or good the, the good news is that we had 10 amazing judges to pick out the best you didn't have to rely on me to do that okay and they did pick out their best i will tell you that this year there was a little bit of typography that was really great i'm going to give one away and tell you that chad michael piece in there that was just gorgeous unforgettable kind of stuff okay. um um, it, you know, it's almost easier to talk about the judges that were in there than it is about the uh, pieces. Aaron Draplin uh, was one of our judges. Uh, Sue Matthew Hale from uh, uh, Landor was okay. one of our uh, judges. from uh, yeah, Landor was one of our judges.
0: Also, the AIJ National. No, President. I'm
1: sorry, Lippincott, um, okay. not Landor. My bad. Chad Michaels was one of our judges, but somebody else picked his work. Andreas Carl from. Um, Uh, Hungary was in on this. Uh, It just keeps going. We had uh, some Emily Oberman from Pentagram. So great, great group of judges. And uh, we had 40,000 works that were submitted this year. Back to your question. The worst was one that was a picture of 12 breasts interconnected in kind of a star pattern and you couldn't tell that they were breasts until you really investigated and it was for a place that helped women teach them how to better breastfeed oh that's so yeah so it's one of those memorable yeah memorable yes highly memorable Utterly memorable. Yeah. Yeah, all the bad puns that we can possibly throw in there. What,
0: what makes a logo that? What makes a logo bad, like, in your
1: eyes? You know, uh, let's move totally off the uh, topic that the logo's on and talk about just the skill sets that are involved in making a decent logo. And what, uh, what makes a logo bad is a lack of ability to scale it. Okay. So that, uh, and, and, and this is one of those just incredibly amateur things, but uh, if you get to looking at something and it's got... A, you know very crude broad detail and it's got teeny tiny detail in the same mark you pretty much know that they've never had to design a mark before you know because they don't realize that you know it may hold up on a billboard but it's not going to go down smaller than a coffee cup.
0: right so craft um, craft
1: yeah, being a big one yeah craft is a big one consistency of line weight throughout
0: oh and, and yeah and that's like if you're doing type selection or you're doing hand type if it doesn't if the line weight doesn't match the icons it, they never have well no i you know but i mean overall yeah yes yeah. any any line yeah i'll give you that
1: um, it's it's when somebody's drawing a a, a mark and... Uh, one aspect of it uh, is in this weight and another aspect's in another weight, that's good. Another aspect's in a third weight and you're starting to have some bells ring. And another aspect's in a fourth weight and you're kind of going, okay, they don't really have a plan here. They, they just drew four things and they kind of shoved them together. So, you know, I mean, those, those are the kind of dead giveaways. You know, we, we've gotten to that point now where those rules that maybe you and I grew up with, saying that, you know, it has to be black and white and it has to reproduce in the classified in the phone book and people look at you and they go, what are the classifieds in the phone book? You know, so that's gone. Digital has made gradations just, you know, or any kind of dimensionality, uh, now it's something it's, it's that doesn't acceptable. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. we talk about scalable. Sure. And and then you also have the opposite. The other thing that the web did is, yeah, they brought in gradations and stuff, but I remember, like, yeah. they also made it so that— Oh, don't
1: go there. You're going to go there. Go Well, ahead. when you
0: shrink down to an icon size, yeah. all of a sudden, scalable is like, oh, that that's no longer, quote, scalable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like all true. of a
0: sudden, all of a sudden, what looked good on a business card won't look good for your app icon.
1: I, I thought you were going to talk about uh, when we used to do uh, slick sheets of logos that had gradations in it, oh. and we had to set them up with uh, here's what you get for a two inch logo and a one inch logo, so they're both 133 line screen, and if you reduce 100, you know, down to 50, it suddenly is a 260 line screen. And oh it's no, 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 way no. Beyond. I, okay, I just, good. I was just saying that, <laughs> yeah, digital
0: made it so that certain things. You know, they're like, oh, it, you know, it opened up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, with so what we think do. about this, but um, it took away a few things because all of a sudden you had to scale to a super small size.
1: You know, I'll give the, you that. You didn't have I'll to. give you that. Yeah, um, you know, but also there was that period of time in there where people really started to discover lockups. You know, so that the word mark and the uh, the mark, if you will, needed to scale in unison. And uh, that created another problem, because all of a sudden they're kind of going, "Well, okay, I'll keep my type big so it reads well, and I'll reduce the mark." And then you get out of you know consistency, and you know your context loses its place with the mark. So all kinds of challenges like that. Okay.
0: Well, we're going to be about with, with the question we have from Justin, in just a minute. <laughs> So Justin Dower had a question too, which opens up a whole can of worm questions for mm. me as well. Okay, Batman versus Superman, who's yep. going to win? And Kryptonite is in play.
1: Ah, uh, I'm I'm probably going to have to go with Batman ends up winning. Oh,
0: see, I think I think that's where he was going to. I'm
1: going to disagree. Uh, with but, okay, go for it. Why? But but. but
0: He's so fast that if he actually just decided he wanted to win, he would just win. Superman would just win.
1: Okay, but I'm but I'm from the era where I watched the old black and white uh, Reeves playing Superman, and you know all you got to do is walk him into a room with that kryptonite, and it kind of brings him down. As far as I'm concerned, you take the man down while he's down.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, I mean it can go either way. I'm, it's it's your answer, so we're gonna go with it. But this leads me to other questions. Go. Cool. Batman versus Superman, better logo.
1: Oh, you know what? I got to give it to Batman, and and also because it is so variable. And if you take a look over the years, the Batman logo has been redesigned so many damn times. The yeah. Superman logo seldom. I
0: think they both been redesigned a lot, but Batman does have a lot more. Yeah. He's probably it's it's kind of like it's kind of like it has changed. Like Coke has a few versions. Yeah. Pepsi yeah. has a lot sure. more. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: So. I, just, I never had this insight, but you know that aha moment that you get occasionally. Yeah. Uh, one of our, um, uh, our our marketing director, Emily, pointed out to me here a couple months ago that when she was a child, when she first saw the Batman movie the logo, that she couldn't figure out why you were looking inside of this person's mouth with these uh, yellow teeth. Or, yeah. You, do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. the the, the mid The mid '80s logo, where it looked like a mouth.
1: Yeah. And you got these funky little teeth coming down from the top and from yeah. the bottom in there and I thought she was totally nuts and I ended up taking a look at it and I was going, to totally see it. Never have seen it before.
0: Oh man, yeah, it's... All right, so when it comes to other superhero logos, who's got the best one?
1: Mm, I think Green Lantern sucks.
0: Okay, what's That's that?
1: That's the bar and the circle in the bar. It was just, you know, not highly developed.
0: And I also don't think it's changed much. Probably not, but really...
1: how much can you change a rectangle and a circle?
0: Yeah, and it's supposed to look like a lantern, but it always yeah. looks...
1: It was kind of cheesy. Gosh, I'm just sitting here trying to uh, think through. You know, that'd be a great that yeah, that would be a great column, is uh, just kind of taking all these superhero logos and evaluating them.
0: Yeah, and some of them, like I don't even know, like Wolverine, I don't even know if he has a logo. Spider-Man has a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man's okay.
0: Punisher's is pretty iconic.
1: So, do you suppose we could actually go back and find the people that drew the original logos? Was it you know Stan Lee? Was it, I mean who actually? You suppose they've got logo developers they go to to develop the logo and then they draw them on.
0: Well, back in the day, I think whoever did the comic book just did the logo is what yeah. I assume. Yeah. But now they're different. I, the only one I've ever talked to that's done any logos for that sort of stuff yeah. is Terry Marks has done what a few dozen like mastheads for the comic books. Ah, okay. So yeah. it, it's a logo for the comic, but it's not necessarily the logo for the superhero.
1: Hey, I've got a segue here for you because Tracy Saban, I don't know if you, an amazing uh, designer, logo designer, especially out of San Diego, been around for years. It's a he, by the way. He pointed out to me that... You know, uh, we we grew up on mythology, you know, Greek and Roman mythology and uh, the mythological characters and Apollo could, you know, take a chariot across the sky and haul the sun and, you know, Mercury would run fast and all this, and he said, the superheroes today in comics are basically today's heroes, except because they're all trademarked and copyrighted. You could never carry them on as mythology.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: You know, so all these characters that we knew, Zeus, you know, if he'd been, you know, trademarked, we'd never have heard about him. But the fact that all of these characters weren't so, you know, they were infringable, yeah. well, I think we after, know of
0: them. I think after 3,000 years they go into public domain. Anyway. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney is going I don't to keep, think Batman's
1: uh, going to go into public domain.
0: Disney keeps pushing that link. They do. But, but I don't know if they can get to 3,000 years or not. Isn't that
1: kind of an interesting point, though? The fact that, you know, today's mythology is superheroes. Yeah, it and kind of is. And they're going to have a limited life because, you know, eventually they're going to die because of their own chains. Their, you know, their trademarks.
0: Yeah. So out of all these trademarks that they have, which is the one that Gardner Design wants to redesign?
1: You get a superhero. Oh, if I get a superhero. You know what? Uh, probably the one that's changed the least is Superman because that would be the most dramatic kind of change, wouldn't it?
0: Probably. I want to say... There, there was a uh, Kingdom Come comic that, that came out maybe 20 years ago yeah. where it was all the superheroes in the DC universe were like in the future Yeah. and they came up with a, a different they came up with like the, the artist came up with altered logos for yeah. all of them well, so know. all of a sudden Superman did have a. They, there is a second logo that they use now but but it's kind of like to represent that he's in the future and they do tweaks every time like the you know, size of shield and stuff yeah. that Christopher Reeve shield you know took the whole chest yep like, that's yep. now, now a little smaller. but
1: You know, we've been uh, fortunate to feature a number of uh, different DC comic logos in Logo Lounge off and on. Sure. And it's the one company that makes us give them a little credit up front, you know, published with permission of DC. And <laughs> so, in all the books we publish, there's probably yeah. three or four of them with those little DC things in there saying,
0: by the way. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. By the way, Zeus is, is trademark of some guy from Athens in at 4,000 BC, or something. <laughs> and Superman is trademark DC Comics. So. Totally right. We're going to be right back with Bill Gardner of Logo Lounge and Gardner Design.
1: So Logo Lounge 10, Yep. call for entries done. Yep. Do 40,000 40, 40, entries. 40,000. Holy shit. Yeah. Forty thousand. It's like two years, right? <laughs> it's two years. But even at that, and, and and I'm not trying to throw out a challenge, but I believe that it is probably the largest call for entry for any competition for design, period. It's pretty big. You know, Forty thousand is a lot of stuff.
0: And and for those who don't follow or yeah. don't listen before, if you if you have a logo Launch account, mm-hmm. you can upload logos all the time. People can look yep. at them. Yep. And then at a certain time you said, okay, everything that was submitted between the last Since conference the last book, and this call for yep. entry is there. So you have two years worth of logos. We've got two years worth of logos, which is
1: about what we run between books. Um, it was just a little bit longer uh, on there, but um, on this particular book we crested the quarter million mark on uh, the site. So there's 265,000 searchable real-time logos, highly searchable on the site for anybody who's a member and looking for, you know, reference and relevance and the likes It's It's the place to go. But uh, we came right out of that into, as we indicated, the putting together of the trends and um, started seeing some stuff that, uh, you know, it is such a pendulum swing. Uh, obviously, things tend to go in cycles, and we're moving with the pendulum all the way stretched over the side of the full apex with this simplicity thing, uh, pure Austerity fonts, going to uh, just as Spartan as they could possibly be. Lots of use of geometric shapes. You know, uh, nope. No fault of uh, Pentagram and Michael Beirut's that they you know got the chance to redo uh, the Mastercard logo. But hey, it's a couple of circles they've been using for a lot of years, and it's still a couple of circles. If you look at uh, Metropolitan uh, Life or MetLife, they dumped the dog that nobody recognizes anymore, and uh, ended up making an M out of a couple of quarter circles. Now there's you know, always, been, together. There's always yeah.
0: been some simplicity. Oh and yeah, there's yeah, always yeah, been yeah, people yeah. doing it. Absolutely, but then I think. Do you think like when Apple went to flat design on their iPhones, that was that like pushed it even further?
1: You know, or, um, or, or yeah, you you're kind of it? talking about the move away from skeuomorphism and to try and pick up uh, things that kind of drop out a lot of the highlights and the gradations. Yeah, and I didn't know if stuff.
0: that kind of kick started and moved into what we're doing well, now, or if this no, happened out of well, something else.
1: Let's go to last year uh, because I think that you. Put those two married together. You take the uh, idea. You say flat design, but you take the Instagram logo, and them abandoning skeuomorphism by getting rid of the old land Polaroid land camera and coming up with this incredibly flat icon, except putting in this really blast of a chroma, you know, kind of gradation going yeah. on behind. So it's you know kind of pulling the two together to some degree, and that thing just got terribly panned. But, frankly, I think it was one of the best things they ever did, you know, getting rid of the, um, you know, technology that was already dead, dead, dead. And, you know, it was mostly people bitching because they looked down at their phone and they couldn't find that button anymore. You know, it's kind of like, where is it, where is it, you know? They made it as bright, you know, it's the brightest button on the phone, you know, it's got to be there. Uh, the, The other thing that is just everywhere this year is Stripes. We reported on bars last year, which were some logos that looked like, oh, let's say the American flag, except it was made entirely out of bars that drifted from blue into red and the likes. Sure. Nothing but stripes. Well, this year stripes have just taken off. I mean, it's they're they're twisting and spinning and curving and waving, and you know you're finding a lot of concentric line circles uh, that are uh, one of our trends is uh, multi-centric, which is you know the overlapping of concentric circles, one on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other, stripes being taking like a plank of steel like Superman would bend the thing up like a couple of wings. Um, just all kinds of things going on with stripes to the degree that, you know, it's, it's got to have some kind of a breather in here. It's just too many stripes.
0: Sure. And how many logos do you have to, do you have to, kind of these 40,000, do you have to curate it down to, like for the book?
1: So for the book, and, and this is going to be an interesting book, because in the past it has always been 2,000 logos. Sure. And uh we decided that for this 10th uh, edition we're going to expand the book so we're pushing it up to either 2500 or 3000 but we're still in that decision point uh right now we have the option to go either way so it's going to be an expansion from past and we're also uh going to be uh, uh giving to all the contributors uh, as well as uh, others uh, a digital edition of the book for the first time so it's kind of like we're moving forward in a lot of different directions with it, so it feels good.
0: Have you guys done a digital version of the book? At yeah, all? it's,
1: you know, so you can actually pick up a digital uh, version on Amazon if you want to of the previous editions. Um, and there's a couple of different ways that you can look at it. One of them is basically a PDF, and the other one is uh, flowing language so that, you know, you can kind of scan through it like on a Kindle device. And we're still kind of making some decisions which way we want to go there. Okay. But even
0: though, even if you go to 2,500 or 3,000, it's still probably the same percentage of logos in book compared to logos submitted. So, yeah, so yeah, it yeah, probably yeah. won't be like so,
1: quality logos. No, uh, no, not at all. And, you know, and that's the part that sucks, Donovan, is in the past, uh, we we put the logos in the book as they're ranked by the judges. Sure. And there's a little bit of discretion there when you get to the bottom because it's uh, one of those things where you may have uh, you know multiples that are, have the same ranking um, that you're putting in there. But with this book... In, in the past, we've had a lot of logos, that I'm going, man, these are great logos that didn't make the book. Yeah. And you can still find it on the site. And, that, and that's, but, and that's yeah. like
0: all these great shows. If, if if everything that you see in it looks good, yeah. I mean, something got cut that was
1: probably good. Yeah. You know, my wife used to use the comment. She said, one of something ugly is ugly. Many of something ugly is beautiful. <laughs> and uh, she didn't make that comment about the book. So fortunately, I'm not going to tie it to that because, frankly, the stuff that gets submitted is just... I continue to be just amazed. You know how much design work we do at Gardner Design and how yeah. much branding we do. But, you know, you continue to be astonished when somebody submits something and you go, my God, I would never thought I'd do it that way. I would never have even imagined. And, and that's the real brilliance of LogoLine, just getting in there and seeing what everybody else is doing or maybe a solution if you're you're designing for a theater, and you punch in theater, and all of a sudden, you know, it pulls up 300 different theater designs, and you're going, my God, I've never even thought about the possibility of doing this for a theater. You yeah. Know, so it just really opens up or or you type
0: something and you're like oh everyone else thought of that exact same thing i probably shouldn't use it yeah (laughs) you know
1: what we're uh and and you'll see it in this report but one of the things that we were talking about was the little icons that are used on your screen that we refer to on apple as the you know the spinning wheel of death uh yeah you know it's it's basically loading icon and we're starting to see all of these logos that kind of represent loading icons i'm going is that a good thing do you really want people to think that your company is kind of like like that thing that you stare at while you're waiting, you know, it's, you know, it, it kind of strikes me, but I was looking for loading icon, what they actually call, you know what the number one term is no. for a loading icon? No. Very male sex. It's called a throbber. Throbber. Okay. Now, so the techies refer to them as throbbers, and I'm kind of going, really? <laughs> and... So then I immediately went over and I did a Google search on Throbber, oh, don't, oh. It, and it went bad. It was one of those yeah. safe search was oh. off, and it was one of those things where you were glad the kids weren't in the room at the time. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can, I can. Yep. I know, I know what
0: happened. Yeah, here. you'll have
1: to, you'll, you'll have to look it up. No, it, I won't. We well, no, it's probably to. a good idea. And, and for that matter, we didn't put it into the presentation. Okay. <laughs> so.
0: But the other thing is, is yep. that it's not really always a good thing to, to design something based on a technology that will probably change. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so glad so you brought when you that up. So you say, like, the spinning wheel of death, sure. like, eventually when that gets that negative connotation, yep. Yep. Apple, Microsoft, whatever well, the Well, it's oper- not only eventually that. Eventually, maybe, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. If people get a negative connotation, maybe we'll change it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll, you know, even if it, even if it is still a, a throbbing item. Okay, so item. Here,
1: here's a couple of examples. So um, if, if your
0: logo references that, in five years...
1: Here, 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 here this will prove your point. If you take a look at and this is one of our favorite parts of this, is identifying uh, symbolism. Because, okay, if we design an identity, it's because we need to design something that the consumer can relate to. They can understand, because it means something to them. So they have to have an understanding of it initially. There are thousands of icons out there, especially in the tech world, that people have no idea what they mean if they saw one. So you've got to take those ones that they understand. And if you take something like Wi-Fi or the cloud... Over the last several years, there have been a lot of people that have done logos that have had the little, you know, rainbow lines for the Wi-Fi or they've had little clouds in them. What's going to happen when cloud becomes old technology? What's going to happen when Wi-Fi is the worst kind of connection that you could possibly have? Then those are indicating something that has dated itself. So this year, as we're taking a look at logos, one of the things that's starting to fall into it is uh, ellipses. Which are, you know, the three little dots sure. that, you know, are going to run anytime you're texting somebody while you're sitting there looking at it. So I'm looking up ellipses and I'm figuring out that there are literally counselors. They're making thousands of dollars counseling people that have gotten so infatuated with texting that they'll sit there just waiting because the little ellipses come on and you're kind of go, okay, they're going to talk back to me, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to talk to me. They're, they're, and then it goes away and they didn't send something and then you get pissed. Because right. the person decided, and you're going, well, what were they thinking? Well, I wonder what they were trying to tell me. And they, you know, so
0: or or they were sent it to someone else. Yeah, and, they and was, oh, a wrong oh, person. Oh, person.
1: You know, so think about these symbols that are out there and how they're affecting our lives in some ways. You know, and uh, you're you're absolutely right. There's technology that goes away, and you know, I mean, imagine that we were designing logos that uh, were based off of uh, CDs. I, I, I used to learn... Well, and there them.
0: were a lot of floppy disks. Huge. Yeah. yeah. The the one my professor said years ago, he talked about, was the Girl Scout logo, which I think they've re they've updated it since, and someone they else did. They did. Uh, but, but he always yeah. talked about, he kind of mentioned, you know, to drive his point across, he was like, it has girls with hairstyles in it. What yeah. if that's not the hairstyle or whatever? That one actually held up rather well for, for being that. And that but
1: was the change. was There was a modest hairstyle change on uh, one of the girls, a little bit of modification. Was it Charlie Good, who's the designer in But he was uh, like, what happens if in New the future
0: York? all women just shave their heads? Yeah. Right? And you know, all of a sudden it's like your logo looks odd.
1: You know. And, and really, that was one of those logo changes that didn't have to happen. And, and I'm as much a fan of you know the works of Paul Rand and Saul Bass, but they're turning into the boneyard. You know, I mean, uh, stuff's going away. They they set such a course for us, but oh, nothing was, was lasts forever. Say that again.
0: Who did who did the Girl Scouts? Saul Bass.
1: Did Saul the, Bass. Uh, did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. No, yeah. he did that, and uh, and frankly, the update. I was kind of looking at it, I was going, "Really? Is that is that all you're going to do?" It's kind of like when well, somebody. Well,
0: it's also so iconic. They even make cookies in that shape. Yeah, like, yeah. They well, can't
1: completely. They had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. It's a trefoil shape that's back behind the you know that is the shape of the little um, shortbread cookie. You can't change yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they they you know ABC imperial well, cookies. You cookies. Yeah. No. Huh. <laughs> it's when they start to threaten you. All right. So what? So what's better,
0: designing a cookie shape or a superhero logo?
1: Oh uh, cookie shape. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, if any any listener needs a cookie shape design, call called Bill Gardner. Yeah, a design. Superman
1: cookie. Oh. Ooh. Oh.
0: You're gonna you're gonna deal with all sorts of lawyers on this one, <laughs> but it's gonna be worth it,
1: and it's gonna be tasty. I love it.
0: Okay, Superman cookie versus Batman cookie. Kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> kryptonite is still in play.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it depends on, on if you have uh, green cream filling. On the uh, Superman cookie, the kryptonite filling. Yeah, you got to push the commercial I'm, aspect.
0: I'm going to go this. with Superman on this one just because black frosting <laughs> messes with your teeth. Could yeah, be, yeah, could, yeah. Could affect you a few hours later. Yeah,
1: that date later when you're sitting there and you stick out your tongue. odd minutes, yeah, it's not attractive.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, Bill, we really appreciate your time. Hey, Douglas, likewise. Look forward to seeing the trend report out.
1: Appreciate it. It'll be on
0: Linda. It'll be well,
1: linda.com and at Graphic design USA, A special supplement in how. Uh, their summer supplement, or their some. It's not even a supplement. Their summer issue uh, is going to have a 14-page section on uh, logo lounge and the logos that were selected and the likes and uh, good advice. And then uh, finally head over to logo lounge because yeah, it's all what, there.
0: And yeah, logolounge.com. And when does yep. book
1: ten come out? Book ten's going to be this fall. This fall. So fall of seventeen.
0: Okay, with 2500 3000 3, we got to get that all out. 40, 000, all 40000 all 260000 Just in time 000, for Christmas. You get the logo, like, all submissions, all 260000 That's the book I want to see next. We got it. We got okay. it. All right, thanks, Bill. Thank you, Donovan. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Miri is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab. Find out more at myspace.com slash dust lab.